passion, talent, influence. That's what we're here to recognize. A movement that lives right in our own backyard. Southwest Florida. So put your glasses up. Let's give a toast. Toast to the innovators. Toast to the creators. Toast to the go-getters. The people who wake up every day with a passion to create. Not for themselves, but for the benefit of the community. A community that has no limits. So let's kick back and toast to the good fellas. Buenos dias, buenas tardes, buenas noches, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Southwest Florida, those listening around the nation, it's your boy, Alan. And it's your boy, Nicholas. Just before we get started, if you are watching this, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, all right? And if you could be so kind to leave us some feedback on your favorite streaming platform, that would be greatly appreciated. Doesn't matter if it's positive, negative, we want to hear it all, all right? We take all feedback into consideration. We want to know what you think about the podcast and what you want to listen to afterwards as well. All right? Cool. Bet. What's good, bro? What's up? I like, I like the little, you know, <laughs> intro that you got on there. I, I literally see. just thought of that shit on the fly, yeah, bro. I was like, that was bro. on the fly? Yeah, bro. G <laughs> shit. I was like, man, we got to get more subscribers, bro. We got to get more feedback. So I'm like, all right, babe, I'm just going to throw How many subscribers are you trying to get? Bro. As many as, as possible. As many as we can, dog. <laughs> shit. Feel me? I mean, I'm sure y'all want to do the same thing with Canvas Media. Oh, by the way, we got Canvas Media on Toast yeah. of the Good Fellas. So what's good, y'all boys? We got Cam, Dion, and Julian. Yes, sir. What's good? What's good? good with y'all, man? Man, we, we've all been grinding, working on, on our own projects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the goal is for us to get to a point where our own projects are generating revenue. Mm-hmm. So we're doing projects for other brands, other companies, but the vision is to create short films and feature films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what type of projects are you doing right now? Like, what are you filming with like people out there? Is it really anything lifestyle related? I would say all the brands that I'm working with are lifestyle related because they see that in my work. Like my work resembles that lifestyle vibe. Mm-hmm. So I know there's a new brand called Relive It and it's like a plant-based gel. It's kind of like a plant-based Icy Hot. So I'm going to start working with them next month. But they want to show that lifestyle feel. They want that emotion to show within their content. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's important to grab that. Like, It's more of a personal connection that you develop with your viewers when you connect it to lifestyle stuff. So I I feel that, bro. Mm -hmm. It was really refreshing because Caleb, he's like in charge of their marketing. He like stressed the importance of like the psychological aspect of your content. He doesn't want to just show photos of the products. He wants to show photos of people doing, you know, what people that buy the products would do. Mm-hmm. So like snowboarding, running, working out, those are... But that's just one example of the type of work we're doing. We want to create stuff that has storylines. Mm-hmm. You know, like just in a marketing perspective, I know from the clients that I deal with, being able to capture that, you know, those moments in time that... Direct, directly correlate with the product or service you're trying to sell, that's typically the hardest part. And the fact that you guys, you know, are focusing on that, that lifestyle aspect, that is huge in my opinion because so yeah. many people are trying to capture that. And some people, you could tell when it's not done correctly. And I think, I'm learning what, yeah, you, you can really say like, <laughs> but see, but that's what makes it great is, for instance, audio. You know when audio sounds bad, but when it sounds good, you don't really... It's just that's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But when it sounds bad, you notice like, ah, oh, the audio sucks. So they needed a, be- a better mic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And something I live by is is teams win championships. I wanted 
there's and on teams there's different positions. Mm-hmm. So with film, I slowly started to learn the different positions within film, um, with audio, the visual, the camera, the lighting, um, the story itself. Mm-hmm. So that's really what the goal of Canvas Media is. It's to it's create a team of creators. Like Rolf is here. <laughs> like I would love for you to be mm-hmm. a part of Canvas Media. I want it. I don't want it to be like, oh, we're a marketing company. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a collective mm-hmm. that highlights each and individual one of us. Like Julian is a great writer. I want to highlight people that can write. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Dion, my cousin, he can rap, but he can also um, drum as well, which gives him that like melodic ear. He has that ear. Mm-hmm. So when making a film, it's all those things put together. It's the audio, the visual, um, Mm-hmm. And the thought. Yeah, the yeah. story, the yeah. thought. So mm-hmm. you're basically mimicking reality. Because, like, we all have our own stories. And I think just the more we share, that's going to you know, bring people together. Mm-hmm. I love that point you made in terms of mimicking reality. Because it kind of correlates to the, you know, society nowadays. They kind of neglect the fact that diversity is what really creates, you know, those epic moments. Those extraordinary moments that we all live for. And, like, when... You have different, you know, athletes or different brands or different, you know, types of, you know, lifestyles gravitating towards the idea of diversity. That's when, like, greatness happens, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. definitely. And so I like that. I like that you said that. We were talking about, like, empathy. Yeah, it was some, like, empathy is, like, the main thing, though, right now. Because, like, people without empathy have been on top for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, like when you have something that a lot of people don't have, mm-hmm. you become like that that treasure jewel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I like that shine and mm-hmm. I might might wear that a couple times. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think I think empathy is like once when you know how to create it mm-hmm. and by creating it you're you're that's okay, to create empathy you have to mimic the senses, like mm-hmm. hearing, seeing feeling and I think the feeling comes from the story and then just you know the lighting and the different like cinematic aspects add to it Mm -hmm. but knowing how to create that you can use it for good or you can use it for like ill intention however you want to use it like you can put out some content that's not real because you know it's going to generate a certain emotion in the audience Mm -hmm. and you can do the opposite you can create content that's going to create a certain feeling you can make it where people are motivated after they watch what you make. That's why I think film is the strongest form of communication. Are y'all trying to just produce content for Southwest Florida, or are y'all trying to expand, you know, throughout the whole state or like nationwide? Shoot, global. Yeah, <laughs> global. Global. Like I've been, I've tried, I've been out of the yeah. country. I've been to South America, Europe. I've been to Africa. So that's what creates empathy is is those experiences mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and experiences create new perspective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you've only seen a certain perspective, if you've only like, if white folks have only seen black people in a negative light on movies, like from, you know, of course you have your typical drug dealer makes it out the hood or something happens, but it's like, why, why is that the narrative? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't been around indigenous people, black people, whatever you want to call it, you only have that experience that you've seen, you know, in, in movies. So now that's your perception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's what really gets a lot of people uh, uh, 
screwed up when they travel internationally is that they have those perceptions <laughs> and yep. then they bring yeah. those perceptions over to those countries and the people look at them like um are you dumb like <laughs> yeah man, this, <laughs> is, this is this is normal what this is not mean? real yeah, life. what are you talking about you're the crazy one for looking at me like that right like, exactly uh, bro like uh yeah, i could go on about that forever i kind of <laughs> rambled but yeah yeah what well, well, um what specific countries have you been to in like south america and around the world uh i've been to a lot um What's been your favorite one then? What's been the one that's been like impacting you? Like, yo, like I, I, I got on the plane and I, I, f I felt shook. Haiti, for way. sure. Haiti? Yeah, it was yeah. Amazing. It was just like, you just felt like you weren't, you're in a different world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain. Like going to like Europe or whatever is, it's still like that American type of system. Like it's mm -hmm. still that same type of, but when Haiti, it just felt like you're in somewhere. I've only seen it in the movies. Right. What it looked like when I was there. That's what made it like so surreal. That's how I felt when I went to Nicaragua, man. Like Yeah, you already just, know that. It's just so mm. just so different the way of life. And they live in so much poverty that it's normal to them. That like if they come to the States, they're like, yo, this is like a fantasy land type shit. You know, like mm. I they they think that it's normal over there to just live out of like a bunch of like beat up homes and see trash on the street. Like, oh, cool. That's just the way the world is, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's wild, you know? Like, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's just that perception that they got of the place, mm -hmm. you know? It, it is crazy. But like, do you feel like, you feel like when you see those type of things and you come back to the States and then you see like people complaining, you're kind of like, damn, like, I just came back from this place and you're complaining about this. It's like, yo, like, we're, we should be grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel like that? Yeah, I felt... Like when I first got back from Haiti, I felt I was kind of depressed because I was like, oh, now I have to go back to this like other reality. That's how it felt. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to stay in the reality of Haiti, which was it doesn't matter what you wear. You could wake up because no one's like judging you for the, those things that you would get judged for over here. Like there is another class in Haiti. Like there are like more wealthy people in Haiti and I'm sure they'll probably judge you. But, um, you know, you don't. A lot of things you don't think of, worry about that you worry about here. You should. Mm -hmm. Like your appearance is like probably the number one thing people care about. Like, yeah. Think about how many yeah, products man. are sold in commercials <laughs> on TV are all about for how you look physically. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Content is king, bro. The way they present it and all that. I mean, mm -hmm. y'all know mm -hmm. content content is king, man. You're right. I, I relate that feeling back to when, you know, when you're a kid and like, you may maybe go to like a relative's house that doesn't live nearby and you go hang out with them for like a week. Mm. And then you have to come back home like, damn, I wish I was back at my mom's or like my mom's house where they had, you know, Fiji water. Yeah. <laughs> like Ali was talking about earlier. Like, yeah, they always got to be Fiji To be water. fair, I probably only bought Fiji water like twice in my life. <laughs> really? I put that shit on a pedestal, bro, but... I mean, they sell it for the bottle, bro. I mean, it's dope, right? It's a dope design. It is. It is. Yeah. Oh, that's that's. It's like well, that's what Fifty Cent said in his thing was yeah. why he got into vitamin water was because he noticed that the unmarked water, like the unbranded water and the water that was branded, like the price difference was big, but the the quality wasn't different at all. So that's what I think he tried vitamin water sometime, and then he wanted to invest in it. But it's the my point is is the branding. Yeah. Like the imagery you put behind that, what it is you're trying to sell. Mm -hmm. No, 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 G shit. Like that, that whole book is crazy. The book that he's talking about is a Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter by 50 Cent. I don't know if y'all got to read it or listen to it, but yeah. like that shit, like 
the, the creativity that he brought towards like his business is insane. You know, on the teams that he built and the stereotypes that he broke. Yeah. He, he broke those stereotypes, you know, which I think was so fucking key, you know, and trying to develop like a good team with camaraderie, yeah. you know? That's why like I, that book like really impacted me. And like I was listening to that shit working out, you know, and all that, like it's powerful. I recommend it to It's to like everybody. mine, just like reading like brain, what'd you say, Julian, what reading is? Brain training? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the gym for your brain <laughs> exactly so like, like gym for your muscles you got a gym for your your mind yeah, it's just like all habits like I don't know so is Canvas Media based out of uh, Southwest Florida or is it based out of like Tampa Southwest Florida Southwest Florida, yeah. Southwest Florida. what do y'all see about the area what do you like about the area that you feel like Canvas Media could could bring more exposure to you know because like it's still developing, yeah. you know. We all know it's a developing area, but mm-hmm. you know, I feel like it's got a lot of potential, and that's why we do the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I mean, the the community is a little older um, in median age for sure, but I mean, there is a community of younger adults that are looking for something to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and then we have that that avenue. We create that avenue as content creators to you know offer a space for writers or photographers. I mean, the landscape is beautiful out here. So yeah. it's a lot to do with that mm-hmm. alone. But um, I mean, outside of that, it's the networking possibilities because this is such untapped potential in such an untapped area. Yeah. It's amazing. That's it's the untapped potential. Like mm-hmm. I had a quote, like here in Fort Myers, Southwest Florida, the seeds haven't sprouted yet. Like they've been planted and they're just now starting to sprout. Tampa, Miami, it's like the seeds have already sprouted. It's already very developed. Here, it's an opportunity where you can go above and beyond and people will know who you are. Like mm-hmm. people will know your name. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about it. Like you could be a big fish in a small pond, I guess what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. But on depends on how your perspective is. Like my perspective is like, all right, I want to be, you know, the best in Southwest Florida. Not, not necessarily the best, like better than other people. Just like do the best I can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yo, you know, you know what I what what I fuck with around the area too is like the camaraderie. It's like we're not trying to yeah, we're competing in a way, but it's like a friendly competition where I'm not trying to come for your throat at all. You know, like we could balance ideas off each other like indirectly. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I feel mm-hmm. like every creator entrepreneur here like has that mindset, and that's what I fuck with. You know, Hell with yeah. the bigger cities where it's already developed. Motherfuckers are out there trying to get you, yeah. type of shit, you know? Yeah. yeah like, they're yeah. jealous. Crabs in a barrel. I mean, exactly. the bigger the pile, you know how that go. Right? Yeah. I think, like, uh, to piggyback on your point, I mean, there's a lot of people. The camaraderie is is great, but, I mean, that that comes in comes with every area. You're going to have people that are always going to adapt to that crabs in a barrel mindset. Mm-hmm. It's just what I like about all the people I've come in contact with here. It's just, like, everybody's been able to push past that barrier. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Meeting that, like. Oh, I rap, or this person rap. Oh, you trying to get on a song? Yeah, they'll they'll bullshit you in a sense, but it's not nothing that will kind of be be like a detriment to them. Like most mm-hmm. people just pick up and do it with somebody else because a lot of people are open. No, yeah, you should, you should. No, that's hundred percent true, bro. Mm-hmm. Fuck with that. Yeah, I for sure agree with that. And I think too, but think about what's promoted to us in the media and the entertainment world. It's always like someone versus someone else. So there's always some like rap beef. Like it's always like a different draw. And every good movie has conflict in it. So I think it's just trying not to take things personal. You can make it fun. Like you could have like you could have like Killer Cam versus Roth. Like that to me, that's makes it we watch that for entertainment. Like you watch 
people versus yeah. each other, yeah. and you find joy in watching that. So when we can't get mad when like someone else who's real good at at whatever it may at drumming in in Clearwater, another person that's good at drumming in Clearwater, maybe they do a competition, but maybe they make a few videos drumming together. Like people, mm. the audience wants to see that. Yeah. From our perspective, it's like, oh, why are you hating on me? Da, da, da. But it's like. Mm-hmm. You can think of it like that, or you can think of it like, oh, this is going to create more promotion. It's just like Julian and I always talk about it. Like, as long as it's not gimmicky, I think it's fine mm-hmm. to have some sort of conflict, especially like now. Like, I don't know. You got to stand out. You just don't want to be gi- gimmicky. Mm-hmm. Like, make it like interesting. No, yeah, yeah, no. I, but to an extent, mm-hmm. right? To an yeah. extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, if it's a real beef where you guys don't like each other, like, okay, like, yeah. it is what it is. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, competition is always good. I'm always yeah. for the competition because it's always going to push you to... It's only going to make you better, yes, I think. We, yeah, live creativity. In the, we creativity. live in a competitive society. So by nature, we're, like, we're raised to compete. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's by, at the most minute level, just in a... You got a homie who, like, you know, he just bought a car or he just bought a house. You might not consciously think you're competing with him but depending on your age you'd be like oh he's 25 i'm 25 he got a house i'm still renting you're not trying to compete with your man but you are competing with your man you know what i'm saying because yeah. that's the society we raise so, in. Internally, society you, makes you feel mm-hmm. like you need to you compete. envy you yeah. envy somebody mm-hmm. you envy somebody yeah yeah i definitely feel like yeah you'll be lying to say if you've never envied somebody like oh that yeah before. for sure for sure because sure. mm-hmm. i definitely like of course i've hit you've hit people up and it's like i don't like, dang, you didn't hit me back, but it's like you can look how you how you react to it is, you know, that's on you. Mm-hmm. It can motivate you and be like, all right, I'm gonna work hard. Then you'll you'll notice me or whatever. But I don't know. That's just one example. Mm-hmm. Like if you ever get crossed up playing basketball <laughs> and you wasn't mad after and you just spent some extra time in the gym, like you you don't really like basketball. Yo, <laughs> low key, yo, Julian Julian crossed me up when we hooped one time, bro. Man. This guy, bro, it caught me up by surprise, bro. Yeah. Like you shit hella fast, bro. My like, man, I can't keep about. I can't keep up with him anymore, bro. I'm wild. I know me and Rolf used to hoop all the I'm time, bro. But, but Julian, bro, I mean Julian, you're from New York, so I'm washed up, man. If that's washed up, bro, then I don't know how you wore it back then, bro. (laughs) Y'all want to be washed up? That's washed up. So I want I want to kind of get your perspective on how you tackle like a project, like individually, because I know you guys are Mm. a collective, but you also mentioned that you all have like a different flavor. So I I guess we'll go through uh, each one of you in terms of like what are some of the first things that you do when you have like a specific project that you're working on. How do you, how do you outline it? You want to go first? You want me? Oh, um, I mean, I, I write. That's that's my thing. I, I create this story for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but uh, uh, my initial process for the most part is just coming up with the idea, getting the inspiration, mm-hmm. and a lot of that is just living in the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being a writer, you have to write what you know. Yeah. I can't write a story about something I've never experienced because then I'd be trying to pull from places that don't really exist in my brain. Mm-hmm. So, as a writer outlining is so important for me but it's more so just living in the moment and capturing these these yeah. moments in time mm-hmm. and then re- going back and revisiting them mm-hmm. and I, I think that's what creates the most authentic story that creates the best storyline and that's the best way that to to you know get an emotional response out your audience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. have you ever had a situation in which you had to write something that you didn't know anything about oh yeah and you had to oh yeah i mean and i mean that's something that, you can do as well, but mm-hmm. for me, I like and I prefer to pull from things I, I know intimately. Yeah. 
because I could write that better than I could write anything else mm-hmm. because I know what it feels like in every moment, every yeah. detail, every fabric of that that moment. I understand that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I can pull and create some stuff just having the imagination that I have, but <laughs> 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 I'd much rather write the story. Didn't you say you, had, you, know you know wrote something for a submission. It had to be like a in your backyard. Uh, oh, yeah. I wrote like a little animated yeah, story. Yeah, like, something like that. Yeah, yeah it was, it was kind of cool. But I mean, that's... Those are examples where you could just, you know, pull shit out your brain and mm-hmm. you know, have fun with it. Mm-hmm. But um, you'd be yeah. surprised. Like, in my opinion, I think like kids, like younger people, they're like so gifted in terms of being able to, you know, still tap into their imagination. Mm-hmm. And For like, sure. as you get older, you know, you kind of get you lose touch on like that creativity in terms of like coming up with something on the spot. Now you kind of, you know, have to take a little bit more of a research approach mm-hmm. versus, you know, just going, just winging it. Yeah. And I think like having like exercises in place for yourself to be able to, you know, still <laughs> test out your, your imagine your, ma- I can't even fucking talk to you. Your imagination. <laughs> yeah, your imagination. <laughs> yeah. We've, all, we've all had a long day. <laughs> I, I, I knew what you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, having those exercises, I think is super important. Yeah. Um, but what about you? What do you, how do you tackle uh, your um, projects? I mainly drum and I make music, but um, I come from I come from using my heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And my heart, you gotta make sure your heart is like lighter than a feather, like like they say. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. when you when you pass away or whatever. But only because when you tap in when you're drumming, it's like it's way beyond the physical. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you can you can pull through different sources of energy mm-hmm. without actually being physically strong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's real deep, but like I've been doing it for like fifteen years or something. So I'm I know how to do it a lot. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Have you ever watched Tiny Desk concerts? Yeah. So like, well, that's some of my favorite things to watch because I really right. love music. Yeah. And one of the things I always pay attention to is the drummer because the yeah. dr- if you just look at the drummer, you could tell like everybody just rides <laughs> off the drummer's energy. Exactly. And the drummer's usually the one that is you know making different faces. Yeah. He's just caught up in the energy. Yeah. And I, th- I, I always you know when I'm <laughs> watching Tiny Desk concerts, that's one of the first things I look at because you could just tell whether or not they're like they you know practice a lot together. Concert? Like, yeah. what is that? Tiny Desk? So, uh, I think it's from a company. It's a YouTube uh, yeah. program through NPR where they, like, have different, like, artists come in and they do, like, live acoustic uh, music. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, with like live artists yeah live yeah. bands yeah. Live or, or, or like what like Masego does yeah, like that exactly. music video like that yeah. mm-hmm. but like with Just whole bands yeah that's lit yeah. so like artists like uh, see that's like that's some type of shit I would want to do with Canvas Media yeah and like we just booked an event for their dr- African drumming at an event so I was like man that could be another that's still media that's another aspect of mm-hmm. you know but yeah artists yeah. like her um sir mm-hmm. um Lucky Day, a uh, bunch of different artists ran through uh, Tiny Desk concerts and like made big names for themselves. Mm-hmm. And like when you go and look back at those different like uh, 
compilations of music, you could really tell that they put the time into their craft. Mm-hmm. And like, I know for me personally, when I'm listening to music, like, yeah, having, you know, different sounds and effects onto your, your music is great, but can you can you still have that, can you make that that, that empathy still stick mm-hmm. outside of having like an See, effect on your, on your, on your sound? Yeah, you know that, I mean? that yeah. authenticness yeah. is what I got from being, see, I'm an African drummer. I'm mm-hmm. not just a regular, like, what do you call it, set drummer? Mm-hmm. I do like the actual percussion from West Africa. You know what I'm saying? But like, I can do different percussions, but that's mainly what I've been doing because I was raised in um, a group called Dunum Dole. And um, it's it's an urban African ballet, but like, it's more so something that, that brought a great alternative information to me. So I can be able to like understand what type of drumming this is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And where it actually comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was like that That alone made me realize how much music inspires people. Just just that, because the the drumming, you can, you can have a whole show with drummers, right? Mm-hmm. But can you have a show with just dancers? Probably won't be, be as entertaining. It'd be awkward. It'd be awkward. It'd be yeah. awkward. It'd definitely, it'd definitely be awkward. It'd be awkward. I've been thinking about that shit. Like, I, I think, think about that shit. I like, they're crackheads. Like, no, we're like, it would be. <laughs> Yo, why like, is he no doing music like that for no reason? <laughs> no music. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll be, I'll be thinking about that shit too. Like, cause um, was it like the Champions League? Like, soccer just um opened up now and. Yeah. Like, there's no stand. There's no fans. I didn't know what you were talking. So I'm like, I think about it. I'm like. If the NBA starts off, All right, I'm gonna t- tell you what they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dad had a soccer game on in the house, and there's no one in the stadium, but it sounded like there was a bunch of fans there. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, they had they had speakers at the stadium playing like the ambiance of what a real crowd would sound like." That's trash. So on TV, it sounded like it was a full packed stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it trash. wasn't, but it was. <laughs> That's they had like trash. cutout, like cutouts from like fans and shit. Like yeah. they put them on these chairs and all that. Crazy. Yo, yo. <laughs> like, what? See, okay, that's like uh, that's wild. That's that, trying to mimic reality again. I think yeah, it. Like, I think in China and Japan, they have like rope. They they're testing out robots and like different like uh, like I think stuffed animals Dude, they're putting in the uh, in the stands. To make it like look like it's full, wow. uh, as well as using the speakers to mm. have that same type Dang, of ambiance. But I'm pretty sure I saw yeah. a, a picture it's and it had just a bunch of different animated robots in the in the in the stands, just ma- like making movements like a crowd would. It, and I was like, that's pretty pretty interesting. It's definitely interesting seeing the creativity from people given the time, yeah. like, given this time, you know, in the pandemic, how they're dealing with situations, you know, yeah. like, like that. It's a, it, it, you really like like damn, like this is how you think. You know, it's mm-hmm. like sometimes good or bad, but like sometimes funny, you know, like yeah, I think I think it's cool to experiment and try new things. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, that brings you back. I wanted to answer your question about you said the process. Mm-hmm. So I really don't think there's one set way to because, for example, Julian and I wanted to film one day in downtown Fort Myers just mm-hmm. to get like we say, like get our reps in because we both play sports. So like, you know, let's go film if we're not doing something or don't have something to edit, like we wanted to go film. Mm-hmm. So yeah. well, I think the most good. like standard yeah. way is to figure out like what's the purpose of the video. Mm-hmm. Like if it's a short film, you kind of have a limited range on like your creativity. It just 
depends on what message you want to deliver to your audience. Like, at least that's how I think. Mm-hmm. Other people might think of something else. They might think of, you know, what's the emotion I want my audience to feel or what's, you know, what am I trying to sell? But I don't think you have to work in a linear format. Like, I think, like, Julian and I literally went downtown, filmed, and figured out how we could put it together to make a story afterwards. Mm-hmm. Usually, you would already know what it's going to look like afterwards, and then you go to film it. So that kind of proves you don't have to have a, a game plan. Like, you could film every day and then go home and edit it all together and turn it into a story, or you could plan out how you want that story, write down your scenes, write down um, the dialogue or the audio that's going to be during that scene, mm-hmm. and then go out and film it. So you can work backwards if you want to. Yeah. It just depends on what are you trying yeah. to do. You you don't know how many shows I did, and we didn't know what we was going to drum before. Like <laughs> we did a show, like it was the craziest thing ever. We would just be like, "So, uh, what what are we gonna do?" <laughs> you know what I'm like we just we just come up right on the spot, and it'd be like people coming up just. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. I never heard it. And, like, and he's like, like, yeah. yeah like, that's what I'm saying. And the time we had to do a performance, like, we, that's, I think that's the one thing that kind of holds us down is knowing that, like, you're in control of what the perception is. So even mm. if you don't know what it is, just, you know, do whatever is more natural to you because the audience is not going to know whether or not, like, mm. you're it, off script. You know what I mean? Exactly. As long as it's natural. Exactly. They don't freeze up. We I'll give you another example. A short film that myself, Julian, um, Darren, you might know him, Lai Muhammad, mm-hmm. artist. You oh, might yeah. know him. Yeah. Um, Sharif, mm-hmm. emotion, videography. Mm-hmm. You might know Malik Goldman. No, no. Well, anyways, but, we all yeah. came together to create a short film, and like it's still being edited now. It should have been long, like finished, and that's. But that was our first short film. <laughs> like, it should have been finished, but that was our first short film. That was my first time coming together with a group of other creatives and creating a short film where we actually like casted. I unfortunately didn't get to go to the casting, but where we actually you know wrote the script, met up, revised it. I didn't write. Julian and Darren wrote it, but I was you know the main like director of photography. So. I mean, the main thing is communication, I, I think, when you're trying to build something collectively. So with with that in mind, you need to work in a linear manner. Like, know what you want your audience to feel and the emotions and the story. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, creating it and producing it, you need to have those meetings, write your script, you know, cast your people. You really need to do that if you're working as a team. If you're working by yourself, you can get away with, like, like winging it. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to put, do something where you all are investing your time and money into you know, you really want to get it on paper. And quality, yeah, quality. Yeah. When you get it on paper, it'll be quality when it actually gets produced. So, yeah, that's a smart tactic. Yeah, just like a template. Yeah, yeah. a template, exactly. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine back in the day having to, like, you know, film? Uh, like when film was just was starting to last yeah, night, was just actually. starting to come out, where you actually had like film, you had to yeah. cut and you know put together. Like dope. I think some of the like <laughs> yeah. the the first shorts, yeah, some of the first shorts that I at least remember seeing was like that uh, that one uh, is like a short clip of the train coming like towards you. And like it scared the shit out of everybody because I think it was like the first like movie that was yeah. like put into a theater and it was just like I think like maybe like a minute or something like that and it was just a train just coming towards uh, the screen, screen and wow. everybody's like yo what the fuck they're about to get hit by a train and like um, 
that moment, I feel like if you could just capture that particular moment, like in time, and like show it to like people who are like wanting to, you know, be filmmakers yeah. or be directors, mm-hmm. I feel like that is so powerful to be able to start from there and then like be spoiled with all the technology that we have yeah. now. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, what I, mean? I read a quote that said like the the more you look into the past, the further you can see into the future. Mm-hmm. So, but I think with everything, you should study the history of it. Like, I haven't got to work with film, but I shot with someone the other day that shoots on film, and they said it makes them feel like it made them develop patience because you don't get to, like, watch the footage right away. Yeah. You got to wait to develop it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, that's a good point. Now it's so quick and fast. Yeah. doesn't make sense to use film, but it can give a cool look if you have time to make it. Imagine, trust, imagine carrying yeah. all that like shit. Trust the process. <laughs> <laughs> trust, trust the process, man. Yeah. Trust the process. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. it's 100%. important. Yeah, like it's it's crazy how like everything has to be so structured for it to come out the way you want it to come out. It's kind of like how the media wants it nowadays. I feel like when anything gets put out, it's just a structure to it. Like, okay, how are we gonna I'll like why, make yeah. this person? How are we gonna make this person look? How are we gonna make this group look? You know, like what are we? What headline are we gonna put? What type of pictures are we going to take? What type of videos are we going to edit? What type of clips are we going to do? You know what I mean? So, like, how, how do you see that? You know? I think it's like controlling the narrative. Yeah. It's like, I think everything is symbolism. Like, I've been seeing a lot lately. Everywhere I go, I see a billboard with, like, I don't know if you see it, where it's all about love or something. It's the condom. I know you've seen that where it's the red condom. Oh, I think yes. I know. I think I've seen <laughs> that today, actually. I've seen that at a bus stop. I've seen it on a billboard. I've been seeing that, like, a lot more now, like... That's crazy. I don't know. That's what I'm attracted to. <laughs> but that's just one thing that stood out. <laughs> it stood out to me because why you got a, a condom ad all over town? I've been seeing Corona beer ads everywhere just on like trucks and gas stations and billboards. But what I mean is the symbolism is like creates the narrative. Mm-hmm. So like the media, for instance, let's show the black man getting killed by the white police officer. Like, we, we heard a quote last night watching a video, like, 100,000 things happen to black folks every day, white people every day, but only a certain few make the news, the media. Like, you think those certain few just rent, just so out of luck, just meet, like, the top of the headlines for the news. That's how I feel like so many things happen, but we see five things, and it's mm-hmm. like, that's what it is. It's kind of like you're just going, like, you just research it. Like, okay, is that going to make it? No. Nah, that's boring. Mm. No. Ooh, this is pretty interesting. <laughs> it's all about, like, the coming drama. People love drama and conflict, and all of our movies are about that. Like, mm-hmm. people want to watch that. It's entertaining. Yeah, so I know you, um, on your page, you posted that you were working on a documentary because you worked with Antonio Brown when he was with the Oakland Raiders, yeah. right? So around that time, as we all know, Antonio <laughs> Brown was getting lit up by the media yeah. mm-hmm. you know and it, it was wild and I, I think it's calmed down now obviously because other things have taken that place but from your end working with Antonio Brown and the media how they portrayed him as how do you see that alright do you remember the the Juju I guess he had posted something that Juju yeah, had the, DM'd him. Yeah, the yeah. Juju Smith conflict where you're just talking about something, I think. So I had, college. yeah, I had no prior knowledge of, I honestly didn't even know who he, who the Juju Smith was. Like, I didn't, I don't watch football. <laughs> I don't really watch TV that much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So I had no clue what that whole drama was. So we were on the track and he showed me his phone. Like, so this is basically what happened. He kept telling me that, I guess, I guess him and Juju had some sort of beef. And then um, he was posting a picture of him celebrating in the Raiders end zone. So he showed me one day a picture of the DM that Juju messaged him. And he was like, oh, should I post it? I didn't know like what was behind it. And I was like, I mean, if you want to. So he posted it. And then later that night, I saw on ESPN, it was like Antonio Brown post picture of. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, damn, I told him to post it. ESPN didn't know who instigated it. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, all right, man, Antonio Brown. I was like, <laughs> I remember no. we were eating in the Airbnb. <laughs> I see on TV, I was like, what the? And then, like, he looked over, but it was like, I don't know. Just that, I just thought that was funny, but it was just crazy how, like, it just proved to me that the media, like, they want these, like, drama stories. And mm-hmm. it, it just creates more views. Like, mm-hmm. everyone knows that. If you, everyone wants to see stuff that they don't normally see. You don't normally see people fighting. You don't, so everyone runs into the fight in high school. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, let's go, you know, because it's like, you don't see that every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, um, yeah, no, just the media, they're going to show you how they want to do you feel? You. Do you feel like he has CTE? Because everybody's saying he has CTE, he's going crazy. Like honestly, I haven't done enough research on CTE yeah. to, to know. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, re- like, I really don't know. But was he really acting like reckless in a way that because I feel like I the, felt for his status, he should have definitely like. I just feel like he should be on more like a LeBron James, like. You don't really hear much negative press about LeBron James, and he's the best basketball player in the league. So. Mm-hmm. He's the top wide receiver in the league so I feel like he should hold himself at that caliber mm-hmm. you know and be like he could be making a hundred million dollars mm-hmm. if he just didn't do a few like a few small things mm-hmm. yeah I think I think you make a good point man like and I don't think what you said is bad at all but I think a lot of people nowadays would be angry that you say oh well you're only seeing what the media is showing this and that like because they, in a way, they think like, oh, like you're against what we're trying to represent. So what do you guys think about that when someone's like, yo, like, um, when you tell somebody, hey, just don't listen to the media, and then they get mad about it. Like, have you ever had those conversations with somebody? Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, me personally, I, I question the sanity of a person who, like, believes everything they hear on the news at face value. Like, <laughs> for me, when I hear that, you just regurgitate that information. I'm like, yeah, he's got to be retarded. He's got to be crazy. Something's wrong. <laughs> there's no way there's no way you can watch this information constantly. It's clearly there's an agenda. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's the easy, that's clear as day to anybody with eyes. Mm-hmm. So to have that conversation with people like, hey, you've seen this case in point with this COVID shit. Mm-hmm. You know, we got so much misinformation coming from these credible news sources. So it's like, really, what do you, what do you see? What do you trust? You have to, you have to do your own research Mm -hmm. and you have to do your own research thoroughly because you can research some shit that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we, we live in that era now. I was, yeah. just tell, I was just telling somebody the other day how someone tried to come at me talking about that the world was flat and they were trying to bring me research that they found online to yeah. support their, you know, theories. And I'm like, yo, there's not, no, well, not amount of, there's, I don't care what you bring me, you're not going to convince me right. that the world is flat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. But I, I definitely know what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, think about it. any anybody could create like a, a blog, for example, about anything. 
posted online and they have like a super i mean super basic title like facts about the earth is flat and then they post it online you know as long as they do i guess you know they 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 have some sort of seo uh oriented uh process to it they can get that post to be you know searched pretty well and yeah. get it high on the on on, on the searching <laughs> platforms so now you all because you see the word fact now you're going to believe that it's a fact you know, yeah. instead of you know questioning it having that critical thinking uh, uh lens on but yeah. to me it's just, i totally understand where you're coming from. yeah like i heard this podcast on joe rogan's um and just don't don't quote me for this like <laughs> i just what i did what i heard it's just like when 9-11 happened, like the CIA and the FBI were like competing with each other to like get the information out there some some sort of way, you know? Mm-hmm. And it came from like a CIA agent, you know, who said that. So it's kind of like everybody's trying to compete to get that information out and to make it like, you know. Um, Denzel Washington said yeah. it best. He said the problem with the news or the media is um, like if you don't watch the media, you're uninformed. But if you do watch the media, you're misinformed. That's really what it comes like. Bar. Yeah, that's a bar. Yeah, so, yeah. Mic drop. Mic drop. Right there. There's plenty of bars now. Yeah, you do. It all comes down to like perspective, and and if you respect another person's perspective or not, is and like that causes a reaction, regardless of what it is. Like, and based on your reaction is your consequence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. I, I think with friends, just to bring up the flat earth thing is, I think the key is, is okay, we've, we've grown up with one type of concept our whole life. Like the earth is a globe, it's one round. Perspective. Or one, one perspective. So then we have this new perspective. And I think this... It's an alternative like, information. Yeah, like I'm going I'm to wrap it all, bring it all together at the end. Like mm-hmm. Then you have this new group of people with this flat earth... Um, theory, fact, whatever you want to call it, that are challenging the current point of view. And there's like friction and conflict and, um, you know, no one can, they can't come to an agreement or conclusion. So they're just going to agree to disagree. But I feel like that's the same thing that's happening in society is, you know, a certain group of people aren't able to see another certain groups of people's perspective or respect it. So it creates some sort of conflict or divide. But at the same time, how much is the media influencing that divide between those two people? So it's like you have that's how I see it kind of. It's like, yeah, people don't see other people's perspectives, but the media adds fuel to the fire. Like we said, like, like we yeah. said earlier, the media owns digital real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Minds. Digital real estate. Yeah. We need to like really minds. that term is so good. Digital real you said digital real estate of minds? In their minds. In their minds. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that is a And if you think about it, if we can't get some sort of control, some sort of process of being able to, you know, verify the information that we are reading through, um, it's just only going to get worse. You know, people are now are going to take these, you know, these instances, these facts, I'll put them in quotes, um, and now they're going to start, you know, not only believing them, as like the same way they believe in God or something like that, there it's gonna be so, it's gonna be so bad to the point where you're not even gonna know what reality is. And now think about if you think about some of the new technology that's coming out. We had a conversation about it earlier about like AR and then you know virtual reality and being able to you know have that new space. Because if you're talking about 
you know, media, what you said, what you said, media has the digital real estate. They own digital real estate in people's minds. Now imagine having a whole VR system where it's just now it's all media. Everything is, is just mm-hmm. digital, you know? And now you have someone who controls that that device that has that, that, that space. And whoever has, in my opinion, whoever has the most capital, the most money is going to be able to control that message just like they do now. So if you don't have that ability to see beyond just the pure, you know, uh, things that are on face value, like smoke and mirrors. yeah, you, you're, you're going to be lost in the sauce forever. So, that's just how I think. So I what do you what do you think is the the currency that's that help, that yields the highest value right now? Well, the currency that yields the highest value. Yeah. Well, I think money is definitely. The I think currency. it's our data. Data. That makes I think sense. it's our data collection because essentially with everything, they're making our life so much more convenient. Yeah. And what we're trading is essentially ourselves. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. creating a new consumer base. Like with all of the information they take for us, you into your, you're just joking about the phone, right? Your life yeah. is in your phone, your calendar is in your phone, your cards in your phone. Like just think they have all of that information. <laughs> we're, we're, from when we were jump. filming earlier today, she was. She's like, you turn the AC off? She's like, yeah, yeah. She took out her phone. <laughs> like, oh, right? That was the crazy thing. I'm like, took, took out her phone and turned the AC off in the house. It's, it's that's, weird. That's yeah. wild, man. Yeah. That's wild. There's people wake up, hey, Alexa, good morning. And now the lights are on, the AC's set to a certain temperature, your coffee mm. starts brewing. Like, I don't want like, like that. technology like that already. It's crazy exists. how people are going to be born into that, not knowing, like, yo, there was something before that. You yeah. wake up and you actually go and touch the thermostat and adjust. I mean, that's probably how our parents feel about us though. I think we had a different <laughs> we had a, we had a different luxury because they kind of got to like grow up in the technology era too. Mm-hmm. Like these kids, they're gonna come in by the time they like I just had a little girl and she's two months. She's about to be two months. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking like when she's like five or ten, how much different her life is gonna be from when I was like five or ten. Mm-hmm. I was outside playing mm-hmm. with my playing with my boys. Like she's gonna be in the house probably. Be, and she's probably able to simulate going outside. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, right. by the way. Thanks. Yeah, Appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, you make a great point. You make a great point. Technology, the innovation is just skyrocketing, bro. Mm-hmm. Skyrocketing. Sometimes kind of scary, but at the same time, we got to use it to our benefit. Mm-hmm. You know, How many realities do we have? Like, you have the virtual reality. You have the... Augmented. Augmented reality. Mixed. Mm-hmm. Mixed reality. Mixed. Mm-hmm. We need like actuality, <laughs> <laughs> bro. I feel like we need like actuality, bro. We need we need a balance. We, yeah, we need a balance of everything, bro. Like not everything digital. That's why. That's like, what it is. The balance. That's what it come down mm-hmm. to. Yeah, just sometimes, yeah. man. It's like, yo, all right. Like I'm, I'm here right now, live, living in the present. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm chilling with you guys. I'm not on my phone right now. I'm, we're having a conversation. Yeah. You know, like yeah. this, we're, we're feeding off each other's mind right here. That's the meditation. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I feel that you're always in a meditative state when you're like, like in the flow. Like when you're playing basketball, you're nothing else in the world matters to you but that game that you're in, or like any anything you're doing. Like when when you're sh- when I'm doing a photo shoot, you're in a meditative state. At least if you're locked in, like if you're shooting and checking your phone and doing all this and that, you're not. But if you're so focused to where you don't know everything else that's going around you, that's the meditative state. And I think we're so multitasking every time we do stuff that we're never in that flow. It's always like finish this email. Oh, let me answer this call. And then it's like, all right, let me get back to editing these photos. You're like you're bouncing around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's why like a lot of people like like to work under pressure because it forces them to get into that. 
particular state. That's a good point. Because like if you know the due date is tomorrow and you haven't done anything. It's game time. Well, now, yeah, now, now it's game time. You have no choice but to get it done. And now you're focused. You know what I mean? You can't check your phone. Have you guys ever taken a break off social media like more than like a week or so? Definitely. And have you guys Definitely. felt so mentally relieved? Because I, I've taken like a two week break off social media this year, and man, throughout those two weeks, I, I was so mm-hmm. I was so relaxed, like living in the present moment. You know, like mm-hmm. I felt I felt amazing. You know, and I feel like more people should do that to kind of like re-energize their yeah. thoughts. You know, because I feel like everything that they're looking at right now is just so toxic that it just feeds the negativity to their mind. It makes everybody hate each other. You know, sometimes you just need to take a break from it, man. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't even need to be like a month. I know people go a month or two without that shit. A week. Even even a couple days, like, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, three or four days. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's therapy, I bro. Shit, I ain't have Instagram. I ain't have no social medias for like, what, like a few years? Probably like four or five years. So yeah. I graduated. When I met Cam, he, was, he asked me that question. He was like, <laughs> you don't have Instagram? I was like, nah, bro. He's like, why? You never, fed, you never fed into the hype. No, nah, I mean, I had it. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, I had it. And when I graduated college, I just was like, you know what? I don't want people to be able to get in contact with me or my life to be this openly accessible. Mm-hmm. And I ain't, I'm, I ain't shit. I ain't nobody special. But at the end of the day, I want only my family members and the people I, I hold near and dear and people I actually fuck with to be able to contact me. Yo, mm-hmm. yo honestly, sometimes I feel like that. I feel like I only want my close people to follow me and I only want to follow them, you know? Um, but like, to the point where we do the podcast, we kind of need to like promote, you know, through social media and all that because that's where everybody is. So sometimes we have to adjust to what the social norm is, you know? Mm-hmm. But I feel you, man. There's times where I'm just like, ah, you know, I don't feel like looking at like other people's stuff. I just want to look at like what I truly deeply care about, mm-hmm. you know? You actually bring up a point that was that got lost in my brain that I wanted to bring up earlier when we were talking about it. But the, I feel like, if anything, 2020 has kind of, you know, taught everybody how important it is to be able to be adaptable and be mm-hmm. able to change at, in a second's notice. Because, Evolve. like, even in this year, how many crazy things has happened in just a, a short span of time. And we've all had to been able to, you know, just pivot and, and keep living our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a crucial, you know, uh, characteristic that we're gonna, all going to have to be able to, you know, live with. And the, and the younger generations are, are even, you know, soaking that up even more than now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, you know, all the, these different technologies that are available, yes, you know, it could be distracting, but at the same time, it's needed to be able to, you know, evolve, like we were talking about. Like, if you think about the app, like TikTok, I know TikTok was a huge, you know, uh, uh, application. It was the number one app, downloaded application in the beginning of January. But the, like, tools that, be, like, that help you create video, edit video, things of that nature, they're teaching them how to do that through these applications at a younger age. And now, when you, as you get older, you're going to be able to create content like it's nothing mm-hmm. versus someone who doesn't know how to use that technology trying to create like a promotional video for themselves yeah. and not have to not having to spend you know four or five hundred dollars just on getting someone to be able to create mm-hmm. that for them yeah. you know what i mean and that's I think, so true that's a blessing bro yeah it's, yeah but i think it's also a blessing like to to be able to contact people who's not from where you're from mm-hmm. so easily. Like, you remember, like, back in school, we used to have, like, pen pals. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we what could... are those? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, that is gone now. Like, <laughs> nobody does that. 
I think it just was like everything can be too much of anything is not good for you. Like mm-hmm. everything in moderation. Absolutely. Yeah. And like how you look at stuff. Like when I told Julian to get Instagram, I was I was just thinking from like a, a branding perspective and like because for what we do. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking like, yeah, man, you need to download Instagram so you can follow all these girls and <laughs> you like people gonna nah like it's just all like how you're gonna use it. Mm-hmm. The intention behind it. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, yeah. look at all the celebrities. We get a, like a close look at a peak of their lives now through these social media applications. Mm, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, mm-hmm. we could just we can get into like a whole different perspective yeah. in such a little time, yeah. Yeah. and like so so many people was like subjugated to certain information. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They couldn't venture off, and like that was the biggest downfall of certain people and not even not wanting to venture off into different education mm-hmm. so yeah you know, i challenge mm-hmm. our listeners to create a pseudo <laughs> instagram account <laughs> and only follow some, like one specific type of like uh category like for example like if you are interested in let's say technology follow every profile you can only about technology, new technology, old technology. I guarantee you, every time you open up that application, you're going to either learn something new or you're going to have a totally different perspective of technology because that's all you're going to be feeding into versus the you know the, the profile you have now where you have all your friends and now all your friends are kind of you know influencing the things that you you are seeing but if you're only following a certain part mm-hmm. or a certain you know a part of media now your whole perception of, mm-hmm. of that is going to be changed mm-hmm. it's like inf- i mean that's why they say food is information mm-hmm. cuz like if you eat if you eat an organic strawberry versus a non-organic strawberry the information you're getting from the fruit are going to be a little bit different. The organic one is going to give you different information than what the one that's that genetically was, modified. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's the same with your... So if you're eating organic foods all week, your body's going to receive different information than if you weren't. Mm-hmm. Same with Same with like media information. If you're always listening and watching to technology or you're always watching the stock market or whatever it may be you're gonna that's the information you're like bot your mind is absorbing yeah so, so i definitely feel you know like i mean yeah uh, I totally uh, no, it's like you choose whatever you choose to put uh, yeah. uh, just to figure yeah. out like i just started eating a lot healthier bro i just started losing weight bro i feel like i'm more energized i'm going to the gym at like 6 a.m now <laughs> nice so it, how do you feel Fucking feel amazing, bro. Yeah, you look good. <laughs> bro. You got that drip. All right, I have a question for you. Hey, shit, what's good? What's the difference what's between sauce and drip? Like if some like what is the difference between the two? Okay. <laughs> sauce and drip. I feel like drip is more materialistic. Like okay. the drip, like I got the jewelry. The sauce is I got the swag, like the swag of my personality okay. and like the outfit itself, you know, right. the drip yeah. is just like this. That's all. That's all it is. Okay. <laughs> to, just like a little, like yeah. it's, tan- it's tangible. Yeah. Okay. To, to quote my 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 man Roderick Davis, what he say? You can't be born with sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta acquire the sauce. He said that. <laughs> word, word, you gotta up. acquire the sauce. You gotta acquire the sauce. All right. So 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 um, just give your take on that. Mm. Well, what I what I mean, like what I what I took from that when the the great Gucci man uttered those words was <laughs> the great. Yeah, actually, was, was that, I gotta tell you something about that too. Continue. Was that uh, 
I mean, it's more so like I look at it like nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. What you born with innately and what you learn as you, you know, go outside. And that's what your drip is. Your drip can be changed. Your drip is depicted or it's pretty much altered based on the company you keep or the the, the news feeds you suggest to or subscribe to. You know what I'm saying? But your sauce is, that's just you. Like, it's it's how you enunciate words or just how you walk and how Mm -hmm. how your demeanor is perceived when you enter the room. 100% agree. That's what your sauce is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's that's a very... that better breakdown than what I gave. <laughs> same, that was same, as, same concept. That, that, that was deep as fuck. You stole my shine there, Julian, bro. Come on. Hey, we, all, we, all, we all know <laughs> what you made, bro. <laughs> we did a video for this doctor. He, they do like uh, non-invasive surgery. <laughs> One of the interviews of his questions was like, what's, do you have any... What's the, what music do you listen to? And he was like, Can I, is it okay if I say Gucci Mane? Like, <laughs> and he was a doctor, but it was funny. Yeah, that'd be funny, gay. Of course, bro. Like, yeah. shit, that shit would like, wake people up. Like, yeah. make people's eyes bigger. Like, oh shit. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Doctor say Gucci Mane? <laughs> shit. Well, sir, sir, I kind of yeah. cut me open. Just don't leave anything. <laughs> so I kind of want to steer the conversation back to what we were talking about earlier with your projects with uh, Antonio Brown, because I feel like we kind of just hovered over it, but we didn't really kind of get like into any detail about it. So I kind of wanted to just get your experience on that. Like, what are some of the things you learned, you know, through that process? working with them I would definitely say like time like management because you're just doing so much you're shooting every day you're shooting photo and video so like literally you're shooting photography like still photos and then so I'll try to capture a video and a photo of like the moments I like so we could be if we're walking at like a some event or whatever I need to get a photo, but I want to get a video too. So just constantly going in, you know, back and forth. Mm-hmm. So just always being alert. I think that was the hardest part is just always being alert, like listening. And by doing that, it made me like see this man's whole life because I'm always like waiting for. He might say something inspirational, and I'm thinking about the YouTube episode I'm going to make, and I know I want to have a, you know, a portion of him speaking in the video. Mm-hmm. So okay, always oh, talking. So like, cool, I'm going to film. So that's what's difficult is you're always just on your toes. Mm-hmm. If you want the YouTube video to be a certain way, because he's not, it's not like, oh, hold up, can you do that again? Like, you can do that when you're filming, but with him, like, you're moving so much, it's like, you don't have time to redo stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, how, yeah, how's, like, the life of a celebrity slash athlete must be, like, as stressful as, like, people think. People think probably, like, yo, this guy has everything, but, I mean, you saw that he probably was, you're right, like, running around everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, one other thing I wanted to say, too, is, like, so my boy Ferg, like, after, like, three weeks in, I was like, bro, I need you to edit. So I would shoot everything, upload it, and he would edit it. That was, like, literally the only way stuff would be possible is if someone else is editing because it's too hard to shoot and edit. It's not too hard. It's just the time, like, the consistency if it's just one person. Maybe someone else could do it even better than me, but Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the most efficient way is someone shooting and editing, but they both are on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Would y'all say that your like your passions for what you do now started since you were a kid, or is something you? No, I played soccer my whole life. Like I didn't. I mean, I've always liked 
photos and had like a disposable camera every now and then, but my mindset was always on playing pro soccer. Mm-hmm. I didn't start photography till like my beginning of my, or like the end of my sophomore year in college. Interesting. Yeah. It's crazy how you like, you would have never thought probably. Yeah. Right? Never. What got you into it in the first place? Or maybe, I don't know. My mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my mom gave me, she had a camera. She took photos. Mm-hmm. Not like professionally or anything, but for fun. But she had a DSLR camera. Yeah. Like Canon Rebel. And then one of her friends bought her a new camera for her birthday. So she gave me her old camera. And I was still at FGCU. So when I went back to school, yeah, I was still, I was a sophomore. So it, I just put it in my dresser. Like it was cool to have a camera, but I didn't use it. It just sat in my dresser for a whole semester. I, I took it out like two times, tried to take a few photos with it. If the screen was just black, like I didn't, <laughs> I was like, whatever. And I just put it back. Mm-hmm. And then one day I saw some cool photos on Instagram and the person that took the photos, I played soccer with mm-hmm. growing up, club soccer. I asked him what camera he had. He had the same camera that I had. So I was like, wait, so I can take that same exact photo. So then I just figured it out and learned how to do that same style photo that he did. You took off. That's it. And then it was just fun, I guess. Yeah. I don't want to hear anybody complaining about Hamdy Downs because look at that. Your whole (laughs) whole passion. So I have to remind myself, like, you never know, like, what could be. Okay. And that brings me, like. When people say like, oh, you know, the resources, like, I think that's what it is. Like, if you don't, if a certain community is oppressed and doesn't have resources, certain resources, like, I only started photography because my mom gave me a camera. If she never gave me my ca- camera, I would, you know, who knows what I would be doing. Mm-hmm. So, like, kids that... You'd be dancing with no music. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hella <laughs> <laughs> dancing. But you just never know, like... What you're good at until like you really like experiment with it. I, I feel. I feel you. But what were you asking about? Yeah, you, you had asked something about the Antonio Brown thing. Nah, nah. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think so. I, I feel like I like I missed whatever you asked, but I forgot. Nah, nah, nah. I mean, that well, like the celebrity, but the, but the, but the yeah, yeah, like of how okay the, the celebrity thing where like everybody says, man, this guy got so much jewelry and he's always smiling he's fit and all that but i feel I, like I, I see it like man this guy like cameras are following everywhere because like i feel like me personally i wouldn't want cameras following me everywhere sometimes i probably just want to chill and just be like yo can you please just go over there and leave me alone but no they have to take a picture and they have to do a video of me sitting down so in a way i'm feeling like <laughs> I'm, so I'm, not, I'm not i'm not really relaxing i'm not really relaxing in a way so is that really like a luxury to have i don't know yeah i mean it's it's some it's a perspective we don't know about yeah but that just goes back to us respecting other people's perspective yeah and and our reaction to it mm-hmm. you know what i mean because like we, we really don't know what these people's going through at all yeah. but if we can relate in ourselves then that's the closest we can get mm-hmm. that's that's all like that's empathy that's empathy in in a sense I should say mm-hmm. yeah transparency like yeah. that's and uh, it all comes back to like how you want to use the cameras like if you always have cameras on you how are you using that camera is just a tool just like money is a tool so you can show the like in a positive light or a negative light. 
Oh, yeah, 100%. Do you want, how do you want the camera to show you? And that's what all the the big brands and a lot of companies, they know how to use content to their advantage. Because you you believe everything you see. Yo, I was just, I was in my patio the other day. And you know, you know, Melvin? Yeah, of course. I was with Melvin patio. And there was some garbage there um, by the bushes. So I go to him, I'm like, yo, what if there was a camera right now and they took a picture of us sitting down here and it's us sitting down and the, the garbage there. The people are going to think that we're polluting, that, you know, we're, we're dirty. But in reality, there's a second floor above us. They didn't take a picture of that second floor. They're the ones that dropped it. Mm. But the picture says that, yo... I got these, another one for you. These guys are <laughs> yeah. polluting the earth. It's like, no, yeah. I'm not polluting the earth. It's these fucking people dropping Y'all shit. Dirty okay, yeah. okay. I lost <laughs> it. point up. Like, it was yeah. nuts, bro. bro, I got. Right. A, I have a funny story about like just perspective. Where, so, I was working at this event with my boy Max. So he sells. I'm, I think I'm wearing one now. He sells mm-hmm. these necklaces mm-hmm. and like beads and jewelry. You probably seen it on my page like Umbo Originals. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we were working at an event together and. This guy, so there's a trash can, and this guy was like two feet. <laughs> he was two feet from the trash can, and I'm just watching him, and he's smoking a cigarette. He stops. He go like he goes to shoot the cigarette into the trash can, and he misses. It's like short, but mind you, now he's like two feet from the trash can, like he's right next to it. And then, like I saw him throw it away, and then my, Max was like, he like looked up and was like, "Oh, that's a really good guy." He was like, did you see that? And I was like, what? He was like, that man just picked up the cigarette and threw it away. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, no, bro. He went to shoot it, missed, <laughs> picked it up and threw it away. But like that one second he didn't see changed the whole narrative of what just happened. Yeah. It was an embarrassing throw. Like, crazy, yeah. Man. Yeah, he's trying yeah. to clean up. Yeah, well, the man. free throw. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's like when you break a shot and it goes all the way on the other side of the court. You're like, God damn, man. Now I got to go all the way over there and get it. Who shot that shit? It's like, it's like a, you see a film and it's like, like what if one of these police shootings was like they zoomed out and what if it was all like on a green screen? Like that would probably like that blow people's minds away. Yeah. Man. Not trying to say what's matter. happening isn't real. I'm just saying like there are a lot of stuff that happens that's not but real. But there's a lot of people out there trying to create like a CNN and Fox. I always wrote CNN and Fox. Like mm-hmm. if you if you give me a social CNN and Fox, I'm immediately I'm not gonna I'm not, <laughs> gonna, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna watch it. It's, it's, Cause they're the kings that like, okay, like they would do some shit. Like a green screen, yeah. Because they're that corrupt and they're that fucked up, you know. So you can't, you can't like dismiss that idea. I think, you know. But yeah, like and like you said, I I'm not saying that. With that mindset, well, go ahead. Right. Sorry. No, nah, like I'm not saying that um, everything that's happened is not real. But yo, in the world of media, like the, these guys produce a bunch of content. They know what goes on behind the scenes. They know the structure. And the preparation for it. Yeah. And take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. It's just like this music, like all the music you listen to, all the rappers ain't doing what they saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's why I love podcasts, because yeah. like when you listen to rappers and when they talk, they, they, they give their story of what they come from and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this guy's not such a bad person after all. Exactly. You know, like they, they're comfortable, they sit down, they're real, but yeah. sometimes you just gotta, you know, rap what we need to rap about to get your name out there, to build build your brand. I mean, exactly. everybody's gotta do it. I think that yeah. needs to stop though. 
<laughs> to me personally, yeah, that yeah. rap cap, like, or not, not even just like specifically with rap, like to to go back to that point of it just not being a gimmick. Like, mm. I feel like it's so many avenues for people to just to create content, and there's so many people and so many different audiences mm-hmm. that want that authentic content. Like, yeah. no, I don't care if you kill somebody. Like, I want to hear about some shit that I'm probably going through too. Yeah. Like, I much rather listen to somebody to, to bring it back to rap. I much la- rather listen to somebody that's not talking about the coke shit, but somebody who's just trying to, you know, feed their family. Yeah. Or somebody who's just doing some shit and you know it's coming from a good place. Mm-hmm. It goes mm-hmm. back to intention. So, mm-hmm. authenticity. That's why I think that shit has to yeah. stop. Like, authenticity, like Dion yeah. said. Mm-hmm. For yeah. Real. yeah. I-, I wish, and that's, that's why, you know, we wanted to bring y'all on because we see that what y'all produce is not controversial. It's like, it's real. It's a lifestyle. You know, mm-hmm. it's real life. Shit, you know, like that's and, yeah. and and that's what we need more of, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, what what special projects do you have, guys? Like, have going on uh, right now that, I mean, you guys probably have tons, but like, what are you like? Uh, big I want a street photography course. So like, when I first started photography, I would look at different photographers on Instagram and like I would try to mimic their work or add a little bit of this person's style and see what that person did and how can I try that out. So I tried all these different styles and then figured out what I like the most. But that was just me trying. So, I, so I'm like, all right, why don't I show how what I did and put it out there? And because there's always like there's always people that are three steps behind you and three steps ahead of you. Mm-hmm. I want to create with Canvas. I want to create content for both people on the spectrum. I want to create content for beginning photographers that are trying to get into it, that want to learn how to shoot. I think that's cool. Like, and I also think it's cool to try to create some dope shit that. That, that it will impress a lot of people. So I think, you know, with Canvas, we want to create content, like educational style content as well. That's probably like the main project I want to focus on. Like you can be involved in that too. I want it. And that's why when you bring different photographers together, different audio engineers, um, different writers, different graphic designers, you can like create, you know, help. Like we're supposed to be of people of service. You so. could touch, you could touch yeah. people. Yeah. Like, can I, can I ask you something? Like, how did you feel like just watching Cameron's recent posts and stuff? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what what did you feel when you seen it or heard it? I feel like I was mm-hmm. there. Really? Like, I feel like I was there. Type shit. Like, yo, wow. like this is like, it, it's it's real life. I just every time I see your posts, like I just mm-hmm. like, yo, like this is this is true. Like the. You did a page of like the humans of Southwest Florida. Yeah. And it's just like, man, like the citizens and what they live through and go through and the foods that you eat and stuff. And then yeah. you post a lot about food and stuff. Like mm-hmm. all that shit is, is, is real, you know, like and mm. it's not toxic. It's something that we need to absorb in our minds, bro, and in our souls, wow. you know? So like I, I really appreciate content like that. You know, that's yeah. what I want to feed myself. That's how who, the type of people I want to surround myself with. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, man, I'm blessed to be surrounded by people like that. Bro, I just and I just post what I like. Like I love yeah. to eat good food. <laughs> who doesn't like to eat good so, food? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, but no, I feel you, I feel when you, I, I growing up, all I watched on TV as a little kid was like you know either like cartoons and stuff or either the Soccer Channel. Or if I was at my mom's house, I would watch, like, the Food Network shootout on the Food Network channel or something, or, like, the Travel Channel. So that's, like, what I consumed as a little kid. So on hindsight, I think to myself, like, those are the things that I ended up kind of doing. Like, okay, soccer, um, got into photography because it traveled. So, like, think, like, what you do is always going to tie back to, like, 
what you you know what you're around the most like if you're always around people that are rapping and stuff you're probably gonna end up like rapping you know or, or trying it at least at some point in time yeah. Yeah. if you're always around athletes you're gonna do something in sports like mm-hmm. um Dang. so i just post shit that i like like i love food like so traveling so i feel like we could literally go on and on talking with you guys because i feel like there's so many different categories of things we could talk about but yeah. you know we're <laughs> we we don't got all day yeah. you know what i mean we got all day long because you know time is money but at the same time we need to get you guys back on here we need another. Would, we need another episode with you guys. Um, sure. we, a, we want to oh, see yeah. the progress that you guys are making, but mm. B, we want to show you guys off to Southwest Florida. Um, mm. And I feel like your mission, kind of, you know, also aligns with what we wanted to do when we talk. When you're talking about bringing that that realness, that realism mm. to Southwest Florida, we, we want to show people what we have to offer. And I feel mm. like you guys do it in a perfect way. But you know we have a tradition here on our show. Last question every single time is to make a toast to Southwest Florida. So we're gonna ask you the same thing. We'll go out and go individually. I'm yeah, sure. we'll, yeah, we'll go individually, but we're gonna ask you guys the same thing. So you ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So if you could make a toast to Southwest Florida, what would you like that toast to be? I would say my toast to Southwest Florida would just be about you know diver- embracing diversity, um, coming together for a bigger picture like like how can we continue to improve ourselves on an individual level and come together on a collective level because for me it's all you know about the team community the more we can grow that you know i think that's what southwest florida needs and we have it it just needs to keep growing people like us are gonna you know pump that energy out but that's that's what i feel what about you Gonna make a toast to Southwest Florida for all the righteous people out there and the ones that stay authentic and, and they hit your soul with they they content. <laughs> um shit, I wanna make a toast to <laughs> Southwest Florida. Um man, everybody everybody for everybody to prosper. Uh keep family above everything else and but above anything else, man, keep it real. Keep it real with you. Mm-hmm. That mm. was, I think, the word of this podcast. End of the night is authentic. Yes. authentic. <laughs> I was, I was just about to say, say the same thing. Those were authentic, man. Just be you. Yeah, be you. it's so, hard, but be you. Where where can they follow y'all, and where can they see more of your content? Campus uh, media. media, Killer Cam, um, Just Jews, I'm in Bay. Mm-hmm. You know, Instagram. Uh, the <laughs> website up? should be up soon. In about a week and a half, so I'll have like presets, digital presets that you can purchase to put on your photos. Mm-hmm. You'll That's see, dope. you'll see a lot of the work we've done. We're gonna have blog write-ups, mm-hmm. um, our YouTube channel, which will be dropping more of the educational style content. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would just say those platforms. I'm gonna get on Vimeo as well. So, bro, I I, I peeped that you put a video on YouTube on. The editing process of a picture, right? Through yeah. Lightroom. Yeah. Do you have one through like Premiere, like a, a tutorial through Premiere of how you I'm, go with Premiere? I'm gonna make one as well. I haven't made one yet, but I'm gonna make one. Actually, one of my good friends that I knew since in soccer, he came over from England for like a soccer tournament. He's actually a a video editor, like he does special effects. So mm-hmm. I, I was on the phone with him this week. 
I said, I asked him, like, let's come up with a, something we can sell, like a digital product. So he was going to come up with LUTs for Premiere Pro, mm-hmm. and we were going to collab on that to create, like, a digital product with that. But I haven't thought, like, tutorials I'm going to do, but right now I'm going to stick in just photography tutorials. Word. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds so, good. Sounds good. Yeah, we definitely appreciate you guys coming on to yeah, the man. show. Enlightening mm-hmm. the people that listen to this podcast. So we appreciate that. Yeah, I'm excited for um for y'all, man. For real, y'all y'all gonna do some big things not only here but like around glo- globally, as Global, we said globally. earlier. Yeah, I already <laughs> know. I already know. Like I see the vision, I see the dedication, I see the mindset. It all starts with that. Once you get that, and you surround yourself with those type of people, man, mm-hmm. the sky's the limit. Yeah. Not even the limit. Hey, Go y'all, y'all, y'all kind of like a stepping stone. You know what I mean? Just y'all, y'all kind of like the grounding, mm-hmm. and y'all come from where we come from. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So we always got to come back here. Sure. <laughs> and sure, the other thing I will say, last thing is, it's the distribution. Like your purpose. Like you guys are creating a platform to highlight and show other people in their light and what they do. Mm-hmm. Like Canvas Media, we want to do that same thing. Essentially, same concept, just in a mm-hmm. different type of light. But that's what's needed. Like this platform is essentially just distribution. Like. You're another outlet for people to see what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what we need more of. That's essentially the same as like the news. Like they're a platform where other in- pieces of information are distributed on. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we yeah. need that. Like podcast yeah. should be a. These will probably be a norm. Like in yeah. next few years, everyone will be that. Podcasts are my news source. Yeah. So I always tell people. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, man. If I want to get information, I just go to like the Joe Rogan podcast, and he has like <laughs> yeah. real people, like real exactly. doctors and all that shit, mm-hmm. who like do actual studies, yeah. not these political guys who don't know shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So where we at? We at twenty one. 21, 21, 21, 21. Oh, that's dope. 21 episodes? 21. I thought 22 would have been special. Shout out. 21 Savage. 21, 21, 21, 21. That's what's up. Yeah, man, I love working with you guys. Yeah, man. Yeah, we got to collab on something soon, bro. Let's do it. We got to collab on something. Let's do it. So that's another episode in the books. We already know the vibes, bro. Thank you all for watching. Have a good day. And uh, bless up. Bless up.